0: Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our host, Joe K, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. Yeah, and welcome ladies, to the Hit Parade Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe K with my co-host, Tom Hughes, and for one final go at it, at least before you're married... Pat Mancuso. Hey, Patty. Oh, no, hey, hey, Patty. It's a little bit of a somber note. Unfortunately, Patrick had to go make his life better. Not so, not so much by getting married, although I'm sure that'll help, but yes. he's, got a, he's got a better job in this world and he's leaving us at Hit Parade for the wonderful world of
1: Dave and Adam. So and I'm staying the, with the company. Ish. Ish. Right, ish. ish. So. Yeah, I'm under the umbrella still. That's yeah. true. You climbed up the umbrella. Yeah, I'm trying that.
0: Unfortunately, Patrick, as you are most people's favorite person on this podcast, easily. It's like 92% you, 8% me. (laughs) Talk about right. And then uh, (laughs) you'll be gone. Uh, Hopefully, we can get Pat in here. Squeeze him in every now and then. Uh, We'll see what we can do. Luckily, uh, we have a cast of characters out there that want to come on and talk. I'll be excited
1: to listen to next week's podcast.
2: Are you going to listen? I hope so. I'm going to. We're going to do tryouts. Like, I I don't know. We're going to bring a bunch of people in we we'll like, it'll be like The Bachelor. We'll bring, we'll have mm-hmm. four of them do an episode and we'll only like bring three roses in. Oh, yeah. I give them
0: microphones. <laughs> microphones. It's too much work. We'll just <sighs> pick whoever's going to be available.
1: <laughs> They're all dopes anyway. It'll be fine. Just call in the reliever. Come yeah. on Let's yeah. go. Right uh, but, but
0: speaking of dopes, uh, Team USA lost in, the, in uh, the semifinals in FIBA, which is only moderately big news. Um, it's not as shocking as it used to be when the USA would lose because, well, the rest of the basketball world, they've kind of caught up. Um, Germany, right? Germany beat him 113 111. I believe that was the score. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people were talking about a USA Canada final. Both teams lost. So <laughs> there goes that. Uh, this doesn't really affect anybody's card value, right? Losing in FIBA or whatever it is? Um,
2: I mean, it does a little bit. Really? You know, Anthony Edwards was trending really, really big in the hobby because um, he was playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. It It's not a long term dip, but we were seeing those guys bump up a little bit. Um, Halliburton's another guy that was playing pretty well. You start to see a little bit of a rise. Austin Reeves. But, yeah, but at the same time, these are people that now that FIBA's the over and they're, they're going to dip kind of back down to off season pricing, you're going to see people scooping them up before the season.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: Mikkel Bridges played great. Um, he's not a big name for a lot of people. He's going to be the probably the main guy there in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So he's a guy that you might want to go buy now. Great defender. Yeah, he was, he was scoring, too. He, now that he was an option, instead of being option three or four on Phoenix, being the number one option there in Brooklyn, um, started to show what he could really do offensively. And
1: at the, against the Canadian team at the, like the last second, they're down three, and he throws it off the rim, goes in the corner, grabs it, and chucks it. Great think, play. Oh, my gosh. Great play. Just like a TV. It was like a movie watching that happen. Because yeah. I would say if you ran that 100 times, I would say 97 times it doesn't work out for you. Yeah, I can't think of the last time I remember that working in a game. It never does. It never does.
0: So, either way, um, speaking of something that might help card values them, because of this loss, I want to say, LeBron has declared for the Olympics. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: I think so. I think since they didn't win, he wants to kind of put the USA back on the map as basketball goes because right now we're not number one and probably it's eating him inside. So, I think he's probably going to be – I mean, I know he's going to be absolutely tearing it up. as much as he can.
2: You know, I I think we talked about it last show a little bit. The U.S. doesn't have big guys on the roster. Mm -hmm. So someone like Ron who can play the five. uh, I know we mentioned Joel Embiid last show. Um, There's going to be a lot of big names playing in the Olympics that that don't necessarily play in this. You know, you get your Jason Tatum's uh, of the world back in there, Damian Lillard. Um, These guys are going to kind of help. But at the same time, the game, as Joe said, the, the rest of the world is starting to catch up. This isn't where it oh, used to be. They caught up a
0: while ago. Um, they caught up a while ago. I mean, how many years ago was it where like Spain was really really good, and obviously Germany's but, like they caught up a long time ago.
2: Yeah, but I would I would argue that then it was a lot of really really good teams. Okay. And now, if you're looking at the best players in the NBA, your Luca's, your Jokic's, mm-hmm. um, you're starting to see a lot of the best players in the league from Sheos. out yeah from outside the US, which you didn't see before. I mean, there was Dirk, right. you know, you had, you know, those guys, but they're really Tony good Parker, teams, Ninge, but those are great team yeah, guys. Yeah, they, they, they played, <laughs> they Darko. played, they played great roles. They were really good at what they did. And now you're seeing those guys that, you know, you could argue that Jokic and Luka are the two best players in the league right now. Yeah. And neither one of them are from the U S yeah. so it, it makes, it makes things interesting when you see that star power for other countries.
1: I think it's going to make a lot of people want to watch the Olympics now. I mean, especially now that they know that LeBron's gonna be in it. I mean, he's such a household name. Oh yeah, for sure. Everywhere that people are like, Yes, this is I want I would rather watch the Olympics with LeBron in it than not LeBron. In do LeBron.
0: you watch the Olympics when I it comes around? Even if it wasn't just like basketball, do you watch like all the other sports? I remember
1: too? so I remember back in like two thousand or in the mid two thousands I watched the Olympics like crazy mm-hmm. and then I kinda of fell off after, but I wanna get back to that. It was really fun watching other sports that I just don't really have a clue about or I know that I can't do.
0: Right. Like, I, I remember watching, like, the Winter Olympics. And yeah. They do the thing where, like, they ski down a hill, but then they stop and have to shoot a target from, like, miles away That's... and then do backflips or something. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I can do
2: that. To me, it's all about when they're getting played. Um, where What country's hosting? What's the time difference? Because in this day and age, it's hard not to see results. Right. So you're, you're on your thing and you get a notification that the USA won gold in the ski shoot. Well, you're, you're not going to watch it when they were showing the replay True. six hours later because it happened while you were sleeping. Yeah. So I do think the time zone of are we actually watching this live or are we watching this on a delay makes a big difference. Where
0: Where are the next Olympics? Do you know offhand? I don't. Oh man,
1: that's I want
0: to. That's what the Google. Yeah, the Google.
1: For. Yeah, Google thought, is great for man. For where is broadcast. it located? Is it in? Is it like in Spain? Ooh, Paris, Paris. Paris. That's right. I yeah, Paris Olympics. right.
2: That's why um, LeBron's
1: going.
2: It's LeBron so that that's Great not fashion. too bad it's it, It's five hours ahead, I think four hours ahead, so if you're having a game at two o'clock
1: In the after, afternoon if
2: you can watch yeah. the afternoon, you know not that we do this, but you know our TVs might be on and we might watch the game while we're working, but it's not it's not terrible compared to like um when the Beijing Olympics were and it's basically complete opposite from yeah, us right. right. and it makes it difficult
0: that's fair um so that's pretty much it for for basketball right now uh baseball's still going on obviously people are waiting they're like hey you know the nfl just happened but that's next uh we have some baseball news to touch on um i was looking at the standings by the way before we get into what you want to talk about it's kind of boring races all around like most of the divisions hold on now hmm. most of the divisions are settled what you're gonna say is awesome is the nl wild card because that's the only thing where it's like yeah, the Phillies have like a three and a half game lead, and then uh, who who is
1: it right after The Cubs are in there. The Cubs, yeah, the yeah. Cubs
0: have a two two game lead, and then it's like Miami, Cincinnati, like Arizona. all these Arizona. They're all like right there, so mm-hmm. though that is really exciting. But I mean, there's 15 games to go basically. Braves already have their division locked up. Um the Orioles, right? The, no, no they three. They games. don't have it locked up, but I mean. So, yeah, the Blue Jays are more than likely going to be in the playoffs there. Uh, the ALS is the only, like, really, really I would good say
2: the game. ALS is pretty good. You have, um, obviously, the Astros are starting to pull away a little bit, but you have uh, Texas and Seattle, who was on fire a couple of weeks ago right there. Um, I, there's, there's a lot of races that I think are close. I think the thing that is, isn't as fun is, like you said, we know the Dodgers are winning. We know yeah, the, Bra- the Braves they're up 13, are winning. The Braves are up 16. Uh, we know Minnesota's winning in that terrible division mm-hmm. of the AL Central. Mm-hmm. Um, Milwaukee's going to win that AL Central. Don't say that.
0: Don't, Don't say that. They're only up four. So Oh, they're up four? Yeah, they're and up and Last time I checked, the they are only up two. And then
2: they're up seven on the Reds. So. I'm trying to see some yeah, meaningful But baseball. I, I do think the wild card, Sorry. now that they've added the extra Team. wild card, like, makes things more interesting because more teams get in.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a dogfight for both those wild card spots uh, in the NL and the AL. So yeah, well, looking I mean, forward to that. Tampa
0: Bay is basically in their end yeah, game lead on everybody. But the last two spots are going to be given to Texas, Seattle, and Toronto, which only a half game really separates all three of those teams. Yeah. So that's kind of fun, I guess. But two of them are getting it. You
2: know? Yeah, I'm happy for for Rays fans. Obviously, the Wander situation is terrible. Um, and you're wondering how a franchise is going to handle that when they're a young superstar is basically not playing anymore, and they have been playing just as well as they were when he was playing. So, mm-hmm. hat tip to them for not letting that distraction kind of derail their season and to continue to be a team that uh, really no one's going to want to see. And your, your chances are it's going to be Orioles-Rays uh, in that second round, which is going to be a great matchup yeah, for well. of probably the two best teams in the
0: AL. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that the San Francisco Giants are in that mix too for the oh, yeah. wild card. Because, like I said, there's four teams within one and a half games of each other, and the Cubs are only two games ahead of them. And then the Phillies are only three and a half games ahead of them. So, that's kind of – it could be crazy. The Phillies slip a little bit. Everything could be done. That's the only thing that, like, you're really looking forward to. It just – it is what it is because, you know, Boston's not in it. The Yankees aren't in it. The Mets stink. Like, all the big-name teams are kind of like whatever. And then the Dodgers, like I said, they're already ahead. The Braves already clinched everything. It or the late. Angels. Uh, wishing Terrible. they like, did the last five years the right way. Yeah. So, I, like I said, the
1: worst when, front offices in sports. When we said
2: they 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 bought at the deadline, trying to make a run with Otani, and since that decision, nothing has gone right for them. Mm-hmm. Um, with obviously the Otani injury being top of that, uh, a report came out that the Angels are willing to trade Mike Trout uh, if the right. Offer came and Mike Trout was willing Start to move.
1: The news. <laughs> so, uh, just another, uh, you know. I, <laughs>
2: listen, if you're the Angels, your best bet might be to just move them. But the thing is, they're going to, Otani's going to walk for nothing. So, you, you, if you could have traded Otani at the deadline and then traded Trout. That's a real quick way to kind of hit the reset button and mm-hmm. get some really top end prospects. Uh, but could could you see Trout in another uniform?
1: Yes, 100, yes, absolutely. 100%
0: baseball, but uh, Blue Jays. The fun to get out of here.
2: But
1: um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't say
1: things. Like that. <laughs> I'm just, <I laughs> just saying no, uniforms that I could see Mike Trout in I a baby Eagles blue, thing. crispy Blue Jays jersey. He is Pink. in
2: stripes. He's a big Eagles fan. Have him go Philadelphia with Bryce Harper. Oh That'd be really cool.
0: The point I was gonna make though is if they're saying they're willing to deal trout, Shohai already said, guys, I'm out of here. Oh yeah. Because if he was staying, they're not they're not yeah, yeah, they're, gonna, keeping they're, they're not gonna keep up, you know, the idea of trading trout. They would be like, nope, they both stay and let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. So it'll be an interesting summer. That's for uh not summer, winter, sorry. I got my seasons all mixed up. My bad. I,
1: I always say Cashman makes his big signings when he signs his extensions and he signed his extension this year. Expect something huge, in my opinion. We shall see, but something huge sort of
0: happened uh, for Yankees, those Yankees.
1: Yeah, the Yankees called up Jason Dominguez. Uh, he's been around for a while. He's Tom's
0: boy. Tom, great call. Boy. So when I, yeah. when I when I when I started here like two years ago, our card our card room in the back there had fifty eight thousand <laughs> dollar Jason Dominguez cards because Tom went bananas on them, and then they lost a lot of value. However, finally. He gets the call-up, smacks a home run. People does are like, great. all right, let's go. This is it. Card value starts shooting up. Um, I used him in our products because the card we had was like $300 more than we had a Post Because People were all in on him. And what does he do? Tears his UCL. Needs Tommy mm-hmm. John surgery. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> Listen, like he's, they shut him right down, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I do have a question before we get right into what how it affects his value, et cetera, et cetera. Isn't the same thing Otani has,
2: but he was still playing through no. it? No. Um uh, kind of, it's, so kind of, it's, it's similar. It depends if you have surgery or not. Right. Um, okay. If you don't need surgery, if you just rehab it, um, there's a chance to play. Also, obviously, depending on the, the tear. Uh, Bryce Harper just had this happen. That's where he missed a bunch of time because um, he had the same injury mm-hmm. and he played with it for a while and then, in the off season had surgery and missed the beginning of the season. So it's about, I think it's six months for a for a batter mm-hmm. once you have surgery.
1: Um, uh, so you can start swinging again. Just so get it right away. I, I hope he already has yeah, it done. Probably.
0: So Tom, he's, is his value just right back in the toilet, or are people going to stay
2: kind of excited about the little sample size they saw? So first, we didn't have fifty-eight. It was more like twenty-eight. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, cry, you're right. Though. Over a
0: thousand cards. We had twenty-eight, but total. Yeah. Oh
2: boy. No, but <laughs> but listen, he is. He was one of the top names. He plays for the Yankees, which is the best franchise to play for if you want to have value in the hobby. Um, he was, you know, every, everything he was supposed to be coming in, he was going to be the next guy. He came in super young, started playing professional baseball and didn't look good. Mm -hmm. Shocker. He was first time coming across the States playing ball. He's not going to come here and just absolutely demolish the ball. It just, that's the way it is. Slowly starts making some progress, makes the major league and boom. What an impact. I think he had four home runs in seven games, if I remember correctly. Um, Looked every bit the prospect that people hoped he was. Values are going up. And, um, yeah, they're going to go probably not quite as low as they were because people at that point were just selling off on him saying he's never going to make it. Mm-hmm. And now people have seen that, okay, maybe he can't hit Major League pitching, but if you are a Dominguez believer, I would probably wait another month and I would start stacking him up. Um, he should be playing ball again next year. And he comes back up, hits a couple more home runs. We're going to see the same exact reaction to him again, because he's still only like 21 years old.
0: Exactly. So, and, that, and that's part of it, too. You always laugh at people with these prospects where they go all in on them when they're like, what, 16, 17 years old. And then maybe they don't start off you know great right away, and everybody just dumps on them. And then all of a sudden they turn into 21-year-olds, which means they're still really young and figuring things out, and then they start to do well. It's like I think people jump off the ship a little too early, but I also think they get on it too early, so.
2: Yeah, well, you know, obviously we're we're doing our fantasy hockey draft. Oh, yeah. I know. And in the fourth round, I took Capo Caco. And,
0: <laughs> and, and I saw it. It's just what Yeah, I
2: and, and you're like, wow, that guy hasn't been good. He's been in the league for three years, never really came out to be the guy. He was supposed to be – he's 22 years old. He's uh-huh. been playing professional hockey for three years. If you're in the NFL, you're not making the pros until yeah, you're right. 21 for the most part. So you have guys, um, like you said, like Caco, like Dominguez that are – Children mm-hmm. playing out there against, you know, professionals for 10, 12 years, they're going to struggle a little bit. They, they have to, you have to figure out, you know, the level of competition about being a professional. You're not a kid anymore. You have to, you know, you have to eat a certain way, you have to train a certain way. Mm-hmm. It takes time. Um, and I think especially in prospecting for baseball players, people give up on guys sometimes way too soon.
0: Yeah, and just to be clear, because people are going to call us out on it, Tom didn't actually take Kako in the fourth round of a draft, like a startup draft. It's a dynasty league, and you can take either the rookies that were just drafted or people who were on the free agent <laughs> list. <So> he, <laughs> he's, some not, he's not that terrible. like There's some context. Don't, don't get me wrong. And it's not like a 100 person league where that would make sense. So, yeah, th- trust me, he's not that crazy. But uh, you know what was crazy? Week at one of the NFL season. Mm, um, if you everything ask some people, that I wished it was. If you if you ask some people, the uh, Chiefs, Bengals, and Bills seasons are already over. A uh, bunch of crazy stuff happened. A lot of stuff didn't happen, which was scoring. Um, it was actually one of the uh, lowest scoring, like by EPA points and all that jazz, weeks in like twenty years.
1: Yeah, I noticed that when I was it sitting there on Sunday, ground. I was like, "Man, I wear, I really wish I bet the under on almost every game."
0: We're really gonna. We are getting to the point where defenses are getting to be just as good at offenses and just as fast like there's so much athleticism i mean michael parsons you unbelievable know, mr number 1 there there's a lot more guys like that and it's going to be a lot harder for offenses to beat defenses with speed and all that other jazz so good luck to them. Um, defenses are catching up. And as a result, offenses who don't play together in the preseason are really going to look like it. And I think you saw a lot of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's more of the latter than, than the first part. I, I don't, I think defense might be catch up a little bit. I just think that you saw what happens. If you are not precise, that there is no difference. If, if you're not precise, I'm running your route and I can beat you by running a route because you know where I'm going to be and you're going to throw the ball on time. Um, you're not going to beat defenses, but I still think it's just a, a rust factor of these guys not playing at, at game speed, not playing real meaningful snaps in the preseason.
1: That's yeah. very fair. But I mean on the other side of the coin of that, though, like what do you think about like the Dolphins who like absolutely seem like they are hitting, they already hit their stride with the, in their first game. You know, their offense was unbelievable. Maybe their defense probably wasn't that good, but comparing offenses, I know we're Bills fans, but. Bills Bills versus Dolphins offense right now. They're
0: basically just picking up where they left off before Tua got his Mm -hmm. 700th concussion or whatever (laughs) last year. I I lost count along the way. But a lot of it is just throwing deep to the fastest man, like, ever. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of it is just poor. Like, the Chargers' pass defense isn't exactly, like, the greatest. No, not at all. And when they're putting, like, J.C. Jackson, who I think is kind of not great, by the way, on Tyreek, and he just blows by him, and all two has to do is step up and – Launch it as far as he can because Tyreek will go get it. I mean,
1: but they're but they're but they are scheming very well in their offense. I've been I was watching some video on their offense and last year they would take a person like Tyreek Hill from the right side and make him motion all the way to the left and have him run a wheel a wheel route and then they would have the slot receiver run up and have a DB or a free safety make a decision. Mm -hmm. This year, instead of having go all the way across, he just shoots out to the right. If he's on the right, goes to the right, goes up because they can get the same amount of action. I just think they're a very versatile offense that I did not see coming. Oh
0: yeah, I mean, McDaniel, even though he's a little weirdo, he's, he's a pretty good coach. Yeah, I mean, he is. For sure. And, mm-hmm. you know, Tua looked every bit of what they were hoping he would be. I also think he had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because, I mean, his whole career has been like, wow, the, the Dolphins took Tua when they could have had Justin Herbert. And there he is mm-hmm. against Herbert, who also looked pretty good on yeah, his he own. Did. Don't get me wrong. But uh, this game was a shootout. It was wild. Um, and then you even the Dolphins made it interesting at the end, where they take get the go ahead TD, miss the extra point, so now the Chargers can just win with a field goal. Right. But of course, they had maybe the worst drive they've ever had to try and catch up to win the game. Couldn't do it. But Tua looked great. Um, he looked like every bit of what everybody said he would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's just one game, like you said. Uh, maybe in this case, the defenses didn't keep up because they didn't know how to handle Miami. Who knows? Tua looks amazing, or Tua looked amazing. Tyreek looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Jaylen Waddle still did stuff, but it didn't really matter when Tyreek's got right. two hundred yards and you know, you know Tua's putting up what nearly five hundred yards. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, And
2: I almost think that's a part of defense not playing at full speed all preseason, and then all of a sudden Tyreek Hill saying,
1: "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run a go here, try to keep up." Right. Um, I guess that comes down to conditioning and coaching. Yeah. and getting your guys ready because if you're not ready, game one. But it's on the it's
2: on the coach. Yeah, and I think I think part of it is that you've seen some of the better offensive performances by some of the better offensive head coaches in the league. Uh, like you said, McDaniel's a weirdo, Guru. but but he is a really good play caller. Shanahan for the 49ers, they look like they were playing midseason form. McVay and the and the Rams, you want to talk about a game that yeah. kind of surprised people, yeah. the Rams came out there. Puka Nakua looked like Cooper Cup 2.0 out there. Yeah. yeah. 10 receptions um, under 19 yards. So, you know, maybe it's a little bit of these offensive coaches coming out there with, with really good game plans that can beat the, you know, you know, the Bills offense looked like I was running it this year. Mm-hmm. This, you know, Josh Allen didn't help himself. Um, obviously we saw what Travis Kelsey means to um, Patrick Mahomes and that offense. So, Week one, you get a lot of overreactions. You get people. Of course, Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl. They just mm-hmm. won forty nothing, best defense ever. Um, so I think week two is when you start to see because you get you put something on film. People start making adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if the Bengals go out and score three points again, the Bills go turn the ball over four times again. That's when I'm a little bit worried. Mm-hmm. Week yeah, one, you're not you're not there yet. No, absolutely, yeah. I agree. It's a long season.
0: And then a couple players definitely also showed up and and showed out. I mean, one of the biggest questions of the offseason was, how's Jordan Love going to look? And so far, so good. It seems like the uh, Bears' daddy baton got passed to the next Packers quarterback. Uh, Jordan Love looked pretty good. (laughs) I mean, he didn't look too phenomenal, but he did everything he needed to do to beat the Bears. Um, Romeo Dobbs looked pretty good, too, even though he was even partially injured. Um, Aaron Jones was looking great until he... Pulled something and ran off the field. I don't actually know what he ended up hurting overall. But uh, mm. Packers look really, really good. Yeah. And anybody who was like, oh, this might be the Bears here, I don't think anybody felt that way.
1: That was a surprise for me in a negative way. I, th- I didn't think the Bears were going to be that bad. That bad. I know that's the Bears, yada, yada, yada. But I just had a feeling that they maybe they take a step in the right direction, and it just wasn't.
0: I have a so. feeling they took the whole offseason – buying into like, we got these new guys. We're going to be better. Let's go out and beat the crap out of the Packers at home. And I feel like they got so hyped up for it that they got too hyped for it. Right, right, And all of a sudden they're like, oh, it's not Aaron Rodgers. It's Jordan Love. We're going to beat it. And it just did not work out whatsoever.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you as as looking at card values, I would not be buying the hype of really anybody right now after week one and I would not be selling guys short. So if uh, you're holding Burrow or Allen – Nobody's, I would not. I always sell
1: them yeah. get out here.
2: I will. I will tell you that Josh Allen's value dropped about ten percent after that game. Sure. Which I'm saying, if you are someone out there, that's buy. an opportunity to buy because yeah. you know week one against a really <clears> tough <throat> defense. You know, I maybe it's a homer. In me, the Bills are still to be a very good team. The Bengals are still to be a very good team. Um, you, you don't want to overreact
0: every single week in the during the NFL season. And second somebody has a bad game, they lose 10%. The second they have a really good game, they go up 10%, especially with these quarterbacks and stuff. It's been that way for the two years that I've been in this industry anyway. Week and one
2: carries more weight, though, because people, people see that and they they make their opinion for the rest of the year off that first game.
0: It's a silly way to do it, but that's on them if they're going to do it that way. Um, so then here we go. Here's a question for you. Three people who really improved their
2: stock this week in terms of card value. I think I think Jordan Love solidified it. That's one, as, that's as, one of the ones I had. As somebody who, who people were kind of not sure about, I think he solidified it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Brock Purdy's another person who did that. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: ZV, so let's even go three for three on what I was going to say.
2: Well, I'm I'm picking the homer pick for myself with number three, and my man Puka Nakua is number three. <laughs> you can't call that
0: a homer pick. That doesn't make any sense. To the well,
2: because right I've been hyping him. In all my dynasty drafts, I'm in nine dynasty leagues where you just draft rookies, and I think
1: I have them in six and nine. One of them that I don't have them in the other three. (laughs) Tom, Will, Will, Puka Nakua, big time. (laughs) He's a big Puka Nakua guy.
2: Um. So yeah, I, I, all three of those guys. Um. And I guess if you want a more mainstream third pick, I'm going to say Baker Mayfield.
0: That's fair. Mm -hmm. I, I think that I would put Matt Jones. I, I think Mac Jones looked very good in Top the rain final. against the Philadelphia. They went down sixteen nothing at home on Tom Brady Day, and then all of a sudden he went back out there and he's just making throws. He's turning, you know, turning Kendrick Bourne into what everybody thought he would be what four years ago or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Hunter Henry's making just bare paw catches, and there, you know, Matt Patricia's out. He was obviously a, a trash offensive coordinator. Um, Malika pretty good. And, uh, I think he's just one to watch, you know, like before I think his value is going to rise a little bit. Cause do the Patriots count as one of those like marquee teams still? Like, yeah, but, I, I would say
2: so. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. if he continues to do well with what I think is arguably a not great supporting cast, um, I think is I don't think his numbers are going to skyrocket, but just on the up and up. Definitely. I think he had a
2: great time. Do you not, do you disagree? No, I, I, he, he played well. I, you know, I'm not a big believer in him. I think he is kind of your replacement level quarterback. So I don't think I'd be investing heavily in him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he played well. Absolutely. OK, then the other question, three
0: players whose stock dropped tremendously this week.
1: Well, I mean, non-injury related. You could, yeah, <laughs> I would say like you could just go the, what top three quarterbacks. I mean, maybe Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes—they all lost. But I don't think like they're gonna drop that far. No, 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 not drastically, not drastically. That's right. Um, I mean,
2: you could pick almost anyone from the Bengals offense. Yeah. T. Higgins was a non-factor. Jamar, Jamar Chase didn't look Joe great. Nixon. Um, that yeah, that whole team looked bad. Um, obviously, like you said, Josh Allen was was not good. Um. Ch- ch-
1: Aaron Rodgers. that's We'll
2: get into that one in a second, for sure. Um, I mean, did Geno turn back into a pumpkin? Like, is that something that
1: people that, are worried about right but now? The, 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 like we just said, like, f- three, five minutes ago, like, it's week one. No one should be getting I, overhyped. I, no, exactly. But you have a guy
2: that for, for a long time was a journeyman quarterback, mm-hmm. came in, had one really good year, and Won, people yeah. are like,
1: he's, he's back, he's yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and was maybe he's not.
2: Yeah, maybe he's not that guy. Um, I mean, you know, Daniel Jones hype train p- took a big, big hit this week. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields hype train took a big big hit this week. Um, and you know, none of the rookie quarterbacks outside Anthony Richardson who he looked really good, who who made plays all game. Um I'm gonna stop you right
0: there before you say that they didn't look that good. Um, I think Bryce Young looked pretty good. I know he had those two picks, but his he has such a cool, calm demeanor. And like he looked like an NFL quarterback, he didn't get too too crazy or too whatever. I didn't think Carolina was gonna be that good, but I thought he actually made Stroud. He didn't look terrible in a division game on the road, right? Yeah, they yeah. were they were in Atlanta. Yeah, I don't think it was too bad. CJ Stroud didn't look that bad either. They were in the game with Baltimore for a while, and again, a lot of it comes to the talent around them too. Like Houston, Carolina, not the best teams. Like they're they're working together, but uh, they're you know they're they're growing. They're, they need to get more talent around them, but. Anthony Richardson looked a lot better than they did. Absolutely, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong on that, but I don't think fans of like Houston and Carolina are going to be, are, gonna be like, are already like, oh, this isn't the guy. We're screwed. Like I think there's a lot of potential there.
2: Um, yeah, I I guess if you thought that those guys were going to be bad, you probably left Week One thinking that I'm right. They're not going to be good. They didn't do anyth- They didn't. They didn't do anything to change my opinion of them to make them think. Oh wait, I was wrong. I personally don't think Anthony Richardson was is an NFL quarterback. Watching him play at Florida, I saw too many flaws, mm-hmm. and I watched him play Week One, and I
1: paused and said, "I might be wrong. He yeah. he might." I, That's what I did with I the was, other two. Yeah. yeah, I was very I was very high on Anthony Richardson coming out of the draft, and everybody. Everybody took a dump on me saying, like, oh, his footwork's not good. His, his release, whatever. Pretty all I, was, right. I was like, man, those are all things you can work on. Everybody's like, no, you you can't work on that. That's something that you, you can work on, stuff like that. Hey. And, and he showed it, and he's going to be A-OK, in my opinion, in the NFL. I agree. And maybe it was only for one week, but
0: if you were the person in your fantasy drafts that – waited too long on receiver and you're like, Oh crap. I had to take Michael Pittman. I think we're screwed. No, maybe not. You know, I yeah. mean, he was getting a lot of, he was getting fed a lot of balls yeah. and stuff. So I always thought he was a good receiver and I don't think he's going to take too much of a hit. Uh, but the one person I had in mind that I think might've, might've dropped a little bit in value. Um, I think it's Kenny Pickett cause I don't think Pittsburgh looked good at all. Um, and I don't know mm-hmm. if that is a result of, you know, Daddy Johnson got hurt and, and Frymouth was banged up, et cetera, et cetera. But after everybody was like all in on Pickett during the during the preseason, because you know he went 12 for 12 or whatever it was, all of a sudden he came out and it did not look very good. Now, granted, San Francisco is extremely good. Very good. But there are people, I think I, I might have even said it on the show here. Like, they could beat San Francisco, they can hang with them. Nope. False, not a thing. Uh Pittsburgh is not exactly who we thought they were, but they're definitely a step below where we thought they might be. Maybe they could turn it around, but I don't think Pickett looked
2: Great. Yeah, I once again, I want to see him not play the 49ers defense because I think that defense is phenomenal. Oh, it's oh, kind oh. of kind of the Josh Allen thing about the Jets. Uh, they played really, really good defenses, and if you're not on, they can make you look pretty foolish. And if you watch that game, I, I don't know how many sacks 49ers had, but I felt like he was getting pressured every single drop back. Um, you lost Deontay Johnson, who's kind of your safety net early in the game. Fryer moved another guy you can kind of count on. Um, they didn't run the ball at all. I think Najee Harris had like 24 yards rushing or something mm-hmm. terrible like that. So when things aren't working and you're getting pressured, I think you you look bad. So I think I'm going to hold off judgment on him right now. Would you
0: rather have Jordan Love or Kenny Pickett right now?
2: As the guy who buys most of our cards,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> who would you rather
2: have right now? I, I'm I'm going to stick with Kenny Pickett. Okay, that's fair. I I think. A week ago it was been a snap decision for me. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't even thought about it. Um, and now it's it's a it's a very close decision, but I still think I go um Kenny Pickett with with his upside, I think. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. And uh Calvin Ray, he looked amazing, uh, for at least for the first half before Indy kind of schemed him a little harder in the second mm-hmm. half. But I think his first half he had like eight catches for ninety two yards and a touchdown or something. Uh, looked very fast. Looks like him and and Lawrence already have a, a good rapport. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he made any bets, which is really cool. So good for him. I think he learned his lesson. Uh, do you think he could potentially be one of the receivers whose value increases a lot more because he was already on his way, and then a whole bunch of weird stuff happened? But I don't think anybody's like down on him for doing what everybody else does and gambles on sports right. and stuff. I feel like that's
1: not like an egregious thing, I think, right? Yeah, I feel like he lost his value because he just wasn't there. Yeah, that's the only reason why.
0: So do you feel like he could? jump a bit more in value, like, especially as the season goes on?
2: Yeah, I think he absolutely has room to grow. I think the Jaguars be a really good team, okay. um, long as Trevor Lawrence doesn't do Trevor Lawrence things every now and then. Trevor Lawrence is almost like second-year Josh Allen, when, mm-hmm. like, he'll play really good, and all of a sudden he'll make a play, and you're like, what were you thinking there? He has, like, two or three of those a game. Um He had another bad turnover this, this uh, week one. But he's a really good quarterback overall. They're going to win a lot of games. Ridley's going to put up a ton of points, um, so I would definitely think he's a buyer. It's not—it's not the same, like kind of like you said, where somebody might do something, get suspended for steroids, and people are like, ah, eh, you know what? I don't want to buy a steroid user. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's saying nope, I don't want to bet. I don't, I don't, I don't want, want to bet, a especially in the card industry. We have people that it's almost built into their DNA that there's some gambling going on. Mm-hmm. So I don't think someone's going to be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm too good for that guy. I don't want to touch mm-hmm. him.
0: That's fair. Anybody else that really stood out to you this week that you're like, hmm, maybe we should either feature him more in product, buy more of his cards, et cetera, et cetera. Have I have a about?
1: dark horse player for the year who I who I think won't get a lot of attention, and Tyler Ellegir, um, okay, thousand yard rusher last year, uh, had two touchdowns, seventy five yards the first game. I think he's going to go under the radar as one of the better running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year I think they have a great offense uh, not a great offense, but they have a good offense where they he can get some production I don't know.
0: Well, He can definitely get production um, de- they clearly made it, uh, a statement where they're going to use him mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense, last year he rushed for a thousand yards as a rookie he, he looked very Didn't good. not have a lot of touchdowns,
1: that's why it wasn't as big of a deal
0: yeah, but I mean also had Mariota there and stuff so it was a whole different thing, and now of course everybody just Kind of like frowned upon him a little bit because oh they drafted Bijan you know and Bijan by the way looked amazing absolutely like mm-hmm. and even though he's limited touches but that's what you do with rookies you bring him along slowly etc cetera, etc cetera. Bijan made the most of his touches he looked yep. great and you know a lot of teams go running back by committee so they can trot out both those guys or just have Algier in the backfield and then Bijan running routes which is what they had him do a couple mm-hmm. times plus with Pitts and London there even though. I think I, say, I I
2: I there's a guy we missed for probably hurt his value yeah, London. London yeah uh, and and Pitts both of them and once again I'm not a ritter guy I I don't know if I completely blame London and Pitts for their lack of use and production in the offense cuz I don't think ritter is that guy
0: I don't think it's on ritter though I think it's more on the play calling and Arthur Smith and what he wants to do very well could be I remember this is well, the same guy yeah. who was trotting out Tennessee and Henry and just Shoved it down people's throats. I understand. I understand
2: that, um, but part of it is you coach to the players you have, and I don't think he thinks he has a guy that can go back there and and throw the ball. Okay, that's
0: fair. fair. That's
2: fine. Um, I would say a lot of the rookies look pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Um, Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers led led the team in targets and yardage. Uh, Jordan Addison had a nice touchdown catch. Mm -hmm. Um, Thursday night, Laporta was in the offense. Looked pretty good. good. Uh, so it was It was good to see a lot of these young guys that we've been talking about hyping, buying product for, go out there and have a good first game. Um, JSN didn't do much with that Seattle offense, but I am still think he's going to be good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Zay Flowers, I, I love Zay Flowers, and he went out there and was probably the best player for the Ravens on offense. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> and then, of course, I mean, we kind of already touched on it, but Aaron Rodgers comes out running into MetLife Stadium with the American flag like he's Hulk Hogan, just like everything's going nuts. Jets fans are immediately thinking they're winning the Super Bowl. And on the fourth play, snaps his Achilles out for the season, potentially career-ending, but I really don't feel like he's going to go out that way. I'm pretty sure he's going to come back and at least have one more season. Even if it's a bad one, he's going to go out at least on his term. Uh, Jets, Jets Nation, they're just depressed, but that's usually the thing. But they got a big win, and now all of a sudden, here we are again. Zach Wilson time. <laughs> um, everybody who's been sitting on their cards that have just done nothing but lose value. Uh, well, it's coming back, and we'll see what happens. How you feel about it?
2: Well, just, just to touch on the, the Aaron Rodgers American flag, my favorite meme out there, is this is
1: highlight reel Is season no, highlights? No, where They just played that part over and over again. No, was basically
2: him as Apollo Creed in Rocky Four when he does the uh, the American. He comes out mm-hmm. with, and, and then and then a minute later he's out he on the trailers. Yeah. yeah, so that was uh, a little bit amusing. Obviously, it, it, I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers. I feel bad. I I do feel bad for Jets fans. This is like the jetsiest jet thing ever. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Just the look on all their faces when it happened, I, I, I felt it. So I felt it as a so boys as fan. as a as a Bills fan,
2: as a Bills fan, you lose that game, and I am so mad. I had stay up like two hours playing video games because I needed to take my mind off yep. how angry I was about that game. And I wake up the next morning and go, "You know what? It's better than being a Jets fan, even though they won that game. <laughs> even though they won that game, they just lost their star quarterback for the rest of the year. And listen, I hope Zach Wilson figured it out." Um, Seems like a nice guy, but uh, the pick he threw wasn't very good. He threw it right to the linebacker who was basically standing there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe he figures it out. He could. He could his value is going to go up. It's it's it, it jumped up overnight. This team, even with Zach Wilson, with that defense, is going to be in playoff contention. So you never know. Carson
0: Wentz. Carson. No, get out of here. The only thing that would be better is if Tom came out of retirement to play for the Jets. But
2: but he also would probably tear his Achilles because that offensive line is not
1: good. It isn't great. That's true. And the uh, the NFLPA wants them to play all on grass now. Yeah, that's We've after, always after. wanted that though. Right? Like My, everybody's
0: wanted to play on grass because too many of these guys get hurt on the turf. But the exactly problem, of course, is happened. that. I don't know if I don't think Aaron Rodgers' Achilles snapped because they played on turf for the record. It happened because he already had a pre existing injury he was sort of ignoring and he's 39 years old and, you know, had somebody fall on him and he turned wrong. I'm not going to blame that specifically on the turf. What I'll blame on turf is like all these torn ACLs and all that other stuff that happens all the time. Uh, you know, grass has more give. It's that simple. And at the end of the day, though, the NFL is always trying to make money. And turf guys are paying a lot more money than grass guys, essentially. So that's just where it comes down to. They'll call it for grass, but they're not going to get it.
2: Yeah, anymore. and well, they were talking about before the game how Aaron Rodgers was nursing a calf injury. Exactly. So it was. You
1: know, you, you have to worry about that a yeah. little bit. I think mean, I feel like if the players want to play on grass, they should have the ability to play on grass.
2: They I should, don't.
0: but that, then you sign elsewhere. That's just how it works, right? <laughs> no, on. no, I understand. I, I think if you um, want to cur- scary
1: thing, cater to your the players. The scary thing
0: is Rodgers was. You know, because obviously the calf and Achilles are all intertwined, literally. How does Joe Burrow feel about that? Hearing that he's yeah. got a calf air injury and all of a sudden he sees that. Now, granted, he's 40 years younger or whatever. Hmm. And his body should be, you know, more in, in shape. And he probably does less it.
2: drugs. Pro- probably, but you don't know that.
1: Yeah, though. you don't know that. You have no idea. You <laughs> went to Louisiana <laughs> so, Tech. Uh, so, don't, LSU. Don't, don't,
0: don't assume. But... I mean, it's just something in the back of your mind, like, "Oh man, this is what happened." Well, what if it happens to me? That's just something you got to like think about. It's just one extra thing.
2: Right, them, though, yeah. right. Speaking of ACLs, Brees Hall, man, yeah, man. he's good. He looks so good. Was- mm-hmm. I think people knew he was good, but I think people forgot how good he was as a rookie because he got hurt. Um, he was the best player on the Jets team, on the at least on the offensive side of the ball. Even though Garrett Wilson made an incredible touchdown catch, mm-hmm. um, good for him. You know. The things that medical science can do now with these injuries are incredible. Seeing guys come back from these major injuries and look like they were playing last week is great.
0: Yeah, before – you know, 40 years ago, tearing your ACL, it was just the end of your career. It was over. Yeah. Like, whatever. Now it's like you do it and you're like, ah, that sucks. We'll be right back. It's yeah, fine. We'll come yeah. back stronger. <laughs> my
2: my coach in high school tore his ACL. He was a tackle. Damn. Played two years in the league, tore his ACL, and that was it. Done. Never Jeez. never made anywhere else.
0: Mm. Mm. That's brutal. It is kind of brutal. So, yeah, I mean, um, that was pretty cool. So, any other surprises? Or are we good on, on this? What else you got? Nothing. I,
2: I I guess of the teams that had the big upsets, mm-hmm. which one do you think is most legit, most ch- chance to actually become a, a playoff team? Um,
0: Which one do you, what are you talking about in terms of big upsets? Like, which ones do you mean?
1: So, I think I th- maybe like the Browns.
0: Is the Browns a that big was,
1: upset? That, I don't feel like it's a big I upset. I think that was a big upset. It was 24-3. They didn't I, score I, a touchdown. I mean, I mean granted, it was raining, but I, I, I feel like that defense was just absolutely toying with that offense. I mean, Tampa beating the, the Vikings, I think, was a good upset. I think – I can't uh, put Tampa out uh, uh, there,
2: though. Obviously, the, obviously the, the Rams winning um, their game was a big upset.
0: The Rams, one, was a little bit surprising. Uh, a lot of people, myself included, had the Rams – kind of written off as just like an afterthought. Some people were saying, oh, they might even be the worst team in the league. Like, who knows? Maybe they're not, you know, even though Arizona is trying to be. Um, yeah, all of a sudden people remembered, oh, yeah, Matt Stafford can throw. He looked really good. Uh, I know we talked about Puka, obviously, but that there were still other players out there make plays. Kyron Williams is making plays. I know Cam Akers got a whole bunch of carries with not a whole bunch of yards, but Rams have playmakers, and they have a good coach, and those are two things you need to really, like, surprise some people. So – that was a Seattle team that I think a week ago on the podcast, I was like, Oh, they're going to, they're going to really surprise you. Maybe they'll make the Super Bowl, blah, blah. And all of a sudden the Rams come out and just kind of stomp them, you know? So it's like, well, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that is your team there. You know, I think yeah. the Rams is a, is a really good one. Tampa is a good one too, but Baker's going to Baker, right? Like you can't hold to it too much.
1: Right. That's why, that's why I can't put too much value into that upset. So I, I looked after the game and I,
2: I was going to come out and basically say that they're going to win the division. Sure. Um. I mean, it's not a hard division to win. But I look at it. So eight and nine won the division last year. Yeah, they play an incredibly difficult schedule. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like eight and eight and nine might win that division again. And I think that that team is no worse now with Baker than it was with Tom Brady. Tom Brady last year was limited in what he could do, and I think they are just as good with Baker as they were with Tom. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and then the last thing. Based off week one, if you could repick your Super Bowl prediction, would you?
2: Um so my non-homer one was the Chiefs over the 49ers. I, I right now you tell me to pick a Super Bowl champion, I'm picking the 49ers. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: That was the team that was that I think looked the best. Um, their defense is incredible. Christian McCaffrey yeah. is great. Brandon Ayuk is the real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Kittle didn't even do much. And even Samuel yeah. didn't have a huge game. They have weapons there. The offensive line is good. Purdy is a point guard back there, getting the ball in the right person's hands. Uh, and I really like their coaching staff. So if I'm picking right now, I'm saying the 49ers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with you. I know a lot of people are really excited about Dallas because they beat the Giants 40 nothing in a monsoon, by the way. <laughs> uh, Dallas, they don't really do much on offense. Like Nothing. They didn't have to. Yeah. The defense did all the work, and it was kind of like smooth sailing after that. So I know all Cowboys fans want to just be, oh, about them Cowboys, all the time. But maybe give it a few more weeks and play slightly better opponents in, you know, better Reg- weather. Regular but
2: weather. But look at a lot of the games. You know, the, the browns Bengals yeah. game was in, in rain. Mm-hmm. It rained a little bit before the, it was raining at the beginning of the Bills-Jets game. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a ton of games. If you Remember last year, the 49ers lost to uh, – the Bears week one right yeah and that and I remember fields sliding across the grass and it's week one weather there's so many variables um so let's let's hope for good weather I'm I'm going I'm going to the Bills game Joe knows Joe will be there next week next to you let's hold next week it's Sunday Sunday oh yeah it's it's, it's a few days it feels a week away um let's hope for good weather next week Mm -hmm. can't wait Okay,
0: uh, we do have to get going sooner than later, so with Patrick slowly but surely fading away from us, uh, he's going to do one of his last little pet things that we've done in the past. It won't be as questiony, but I believe you have some blind ranking questions you want to Yeah,
1: answer? so I'm going to ask you guys, uh, I'm going to give you guys a subject and have you guys blindly rank Um Hold on, please. Oh my gosh. Patrick's getting in trouble. It's the fiance. Should you answer? Yeah. Oh, we told not, you to answer I'm the call. Yeah. Answer I'll oh. say hello. Oh, I'm not answering that one. Um, so we're just gonna get into this quick. You have her um, in your phone, so it's baby girl, by the way. <laughs> baby girl smiling face ring. <laughs> there it is. Um so well, how, how many are we doing? So now? we're gonna do we're gonna do three. Okay. I oh, will do four, two apiece, real quick. Okay. So for Tom, rank these rank these quarterbacks blindly. Jalen Hurts. One through five, two. Josh Allen, three. <laughs> Joe Burrow, one. Justin Herbert, five. Kirk Cousins, four. Ah, there's your it's one. Not, not That's bad. a shame. You should have me do that one. <laughs> uh, Joe, all-time QBs, blindly. One. Steve. or sorry. First one. Steve Young. Um, three. Brett Favre.
0: Ooh, Brett Favre was always awesome. Um, I'll go two because you're gonna have a better one for me. Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. I'll put a five. I don't care. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the best quarterback ever, so he goes one. Peyton Man. Yeah, Peyton's a four, but he's, <laughs> he's he's two
1: is what it would be, but whatever. That's All right, better. this this is a good. This, I'm going to ask Joe this one, so you you get the uh, the last okay. one. Go, Joe. This so this one, top five? legendary athletes. Okay. Number one, Tiger Woods.
0: Ooh, Tiger Woods. Mm, You're going to have some better ones though. So I'm going to say four for Tiger.
1: Ooh. Muhammad Ali.
0: Muhammad Ali. Two. He was great, LeBron. LeBron. Oh God, I don't care about basketball that much. Mm-hmm. So athlete. Uh, I mean, he's an athlete. Not. He, oh, just as an athlete. He's yeah, an legendary animal? athletes. Hmm. God, there's going to be a better one, and I feel like I don't want to make him one. So I'll say he's three. Mm-hmm.
1: Michael Phelps.
0: Michael. Oh, he was great, but he goes.
1: <laughs> he goes last. Yeah, Tom Brady. Tom Brady.
0: <laughs> let's go. Uh, not bad.
1: <laughs> not bad. Uh, Tommy. Not bad.
0: All, All right, right, you ready,
1: Tommy. Tom? All right. This one is sports cards. Okay. Babe Ruth, 1933, Gowdy, number 53. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. Two. All right. Wayne Gretzky, 1979, Peachy. Well, oh, is way better than Tops. I'm going to go four. Tom Brady, 2000, playoff contenders, championship, rookie ticket auto. Rookie ticket auto. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun, Tom. Three. Mike Trout, 2009 Bowman Chrome Draft Prospect, Super Fracto Auto. Super, super Fracto, fracto auto. auto. Wow, that's tough to say. I <sighs> got one in five. Yeah, there. good luck with that. Five. Uh, he saved a good one for he last. Said, yeah, he, Mickey he, he, Mantle, 1952 <laughs> Tops. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I told you it wasn't in there. I was totally lying. <laughs> <I'm> definitely lied. <lying. laughs> <laughs> <I'm> totally lying. <laughs> I was like, God, he just called out the, <laughs> the best <laughs> one. Uh, yeah, you did, you did rank those actually pretty well because I wrote down the, the value. Uh, Babe Ruth was $4.2 Gretzky's was three point seven five million. Brady's three point one. Trout three point nine. Mantle twelve point six. That's disgusting. (laughs) Is that bad? Yeah, that's a disgusting Uh, price for a baseball card. Oh my gosh, you ain't kidding.
0: I'm going to miss these
2: jovial times week after week
0: (laughs) because. Your bride to be is going to murder you as soon as you get home. Yeah, really cool. So on the plus side, a, there's a chance ever...
2: you're not getting married,
0: and yeah, it's there, our fault. There is. I hope it's not. But I, I feel like even if she like hides your body, she's still going to walk down the aisle
1: at this point. So <laughs> oh my well, gosh, but, yes. I just have to get going.
0: That's okay. tell just just, your final work. thoughts. You are working. We are moving <laughs> on to final thoughts. Um. Usually Patrick goes first, but Mm -hmm. because obviously this might be your final, final thoughts, at least, well, maybe in life, based on that text message. (laughs) uh, Tom, we're going to start with you. Uh, Give me what you got this time around.
2: So on my recent trip, um, I was able to watch some of the the untolds on Netflix, and they did the um, Jake Paul and the um, Johnny Football one. And Johnny Football, after watching it, I I liked him even less, but Jake Paul – Um, I watched, um, and I have gotten more into boxing over the last week and a half since watching it than I have before. And he is great for boxing. He is bringing eyes on a sport that was almost dead and it's great. I, you know, I don't think he's a great boxer, but to see what he was and what he became and what he's done to put the spotlight on boxing, thumbs up to him. Yeah, man. Keep going.
0: Fair enough. You know, I will. I will jump on that by saying, people have been saying boxing has been dying for like twenty years, but yeah, it still kind of sticks around. So, eh, it's a slow bleed out, if anything. But I feel like there's always somebody that comes around that people get interested in. You know, I thought you were going to go the UFC route with. Once his face got knocked out by somebody else. Oh man, who was it? Israel?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, he uh, got he the got Undertaker, he dude. Got, he got hit uh, uh, by Sean
0: Strickland. Yep he didn't get knocked out, he just lost the decision. Oh, did he? I don't know. I thought I just heard he lost because I yeah, he got knocked stuff. down the style bender. Yeah. They, yeah, they were just like, Oh, cool, this guy we're gonna put on the cover of our, our next game or whatever, and all of a sudden he's just out. Yeah, the guy <laughs> the guy who beat him that's how UFC
2: Yeah, the guy who beat him was like ranked eighth. It hasn't beaten anybody ranked like in the top five, like was a mm-hmm. last minute throw in. Um the fight game's crazy. Anyone can win on any day.
0: One lucky punch, right? Yeah, that's it. Um, my my final thought isn't anything that important, but it's something that's always irked me uh, ever since I've been in here. The definition of a hobby is an activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. We call this the hobby all the time, but it is not a hobby. It is 100% a business because people do not do this for leisure time and pleasure. Some people still do. But for the most part, everything we're talking about, everybody that's listening to this, what all of this has become because ever since the boom is it is a business. So, like, I understand that if you start calling it something – I guess calling it a hobby is, like, cute because it makes you think of, like, baseball cards and bubblegum packs and little kids and stuff. But I feel like it's just – we need a different word for it. I know nobody wants to call it the business because that sounds too corporate and people want to take that out of it. But it's not a hobby. It's it's more than that for sure. There's too much – involved with everything i mean you just said a card's worth 12.6 million dollars yeah don't really sound like a hobby to me so, sold for 12.6 so i want people to figure it out we need to figure out a bigger term better mm-hmm. term for this because it's not hobby i don't care what anybody has to say <laughs> yeah. so with that Final That's right. final
2: thought. So
1: first one goes out to my future wife and forty eight hours. If she doesn't kill me by now, she's not listening to this. Give a shout out to her. Uh, she's incredible. I'm very lucky. But we're sorry. <laughs> Most importantly, I want to uh, say how lucky I am to have been a part of this podcast. I want to thank everybody from Tom to Joe to everybody listening to let me rant, bring out random questions. um, have crazy takes like Julius a rich man, is the <laughs> poor man's, uh, Jason Tatum. <laughs> you won't have to deal with that anymore. Unfo- maybe, maybe it's fortunate. Maybe it's unfortunate. I don't know, but I just can't say how appreciative and grateful I am to have been a part of this podcast. And it has been everything that I've wanted and more. We have tried to bring you guys the best content possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I will be missing you guys terribly, but I'll be back. He means that for everybody but Boston. But Boston. Oh, there we go. That's everybody but Boston. <laughs> that's it's still the same They don't Boston. care
2: that you're leaving.
1: Yeah, no, I knew it. That's why I didn't say it. <laughs> but I
0: do. I mean, we talked about this, well, 29 weeks ago, well, 30, 34 weeks ago at this point. We wanted to do this. Um, we did it as close to our way as we could before mm-hmm. we maybe weren't allowed to anymore, and that's A-OK. Um, but it's been fun watching it grow and you know, having you go bananas or coming up with questions and doing all the things you do. Do more research. You do more than Tom does. Now you have to start doing stuff. I, I'm putting it on the air. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, you don't have to do the camera. I'll do the camera. I'll take the care of The apart. replacement will have I need to do all the dirty work. Come up with more topics, et cetera, et cetera. We'll be okay. Just um, click
1: on ESPN and copy the, the top right tab. That's what I do.
0: There is yeah. no replacing you, Patrick. Um, I know
1: a lot of our listeners
0: are going to be bummed about it because you just have your excitement. And when you go off the handle,
1: it's, yeah, it's, always, it's what we have.
0: It's it's the best thing in the world. So mm-hmm.
1: you will be truly missed. Thank
0: you. Love you.
1: Love you too. Love you guys. Bye. Good luck this week. Thank you it's nice to see you
0: i love that we got that handshake on camera that's so pathetic it's the best um yeah okay you got anything else no i gotta get going yeah he's i love you guys all right we gotta go thank you everybody for listening of course um just thank you for everything we'll have somebody trying to fill patrick's shoes as we uh as we get out of here but uh nobody can so we'll catch you guys later and see you next week for episode 30
1: travis kelsey and taylor swift dayton